This is a podcast from Rover. Now I'm a farmer and I'm digging, 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 digging. G'day there, everybody. How are we getting on? This is Rex today. I'm Dom George. It is June the 27th. It's a Tuesday. Uh, coming up for you in just a moment, uh, wool advocate Polly McGuckin. Now, she's been involved, along with Nadia Lim, in the wool pot. We will reveal all. Uh, there's a new store that's opened up with all her woolen products as well. Uh, so she's an interesting chat as Polly McGuckin. We talk to her shortly. And then we're going to be catching up with uh, Dr Hans Maurer from uh, United Fresh. He's chair of the Technical Advisory Group. And uh, they have just put out a significant body of work. It's all about sustainability guidelines to assist fresh fruit and vegetable uh, growers and the whole value chain, all the organisations throughout the country to make uh, what they're calling meaningful change towards a sustainable future. Why and what are these uh, particular sustainability guidelines that they are talking about? We'll find out later on in the programme. You're with Rex today. Now I'm a farmer and I'm But first up on the programme today, I first came across wool pots for gardening purposes last year when I caught up with Nadia Lim at a Silver Fern Farms conference in Christchurch. Well, the person she worked with on that is a wool advocate herself called Polly McGuckin, who's got a very long-standing history within the wool industry, so has her family as well. Well, Polly joins us now to talk about the wool pots and other wool products that she's involved with as well. Polly, great to have you on the show. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. So, firstly, tell me uh, about uh, the origin of these woolen pots because, uh, as I say, they were uh, causing quite a stir when I first came across them. Oh, that's great to hear. So it's basically been in the pipeline and being worked on the last two years. Um, And just going back, the way it actually came into fruition is... um, Nadia, I've actually um, been in the collaborating with Nadia, making blankets out of all their wool from Royal Burn Station, mm-hmm. and we got talking when I was down at their place all over two, nearly two years ago about you know the fibre and how the strong wool is worth you know not not a great return to the farmer, and there must be better lots more ways of using the fibre. Mm. And her being a keen gardener as well as myself, we, um, you know, came up with, and Nadia said, wouldn't it be great? I've got these pots in my um, hothouse that she wasn't too happy with and thought, wouldn't it be great to look at a wool pot? And I said, well, why don't we go down the track and see if we can develop it? So that's how it started. And it sounds like a really simple little idea and project, but it's it, it has taken a long time to actually launch to market and have it ready or, um, you know, explaining how to use it. Because, it, you know, the fact that it is biodegradable and it gets put into the ground needs a lot of education. Right. Okay. What sort of things do people need to know about them then? Because, uh, look, being a um, very simple man, uh, Polly, I would have just thought that you just, you know, you just chuck them in there and away you go. Yeah. But what, what's what's some of the things behind it? So wool itself um, actually is a natural fertiliser to the, in the soil mm-hmm. and it has actually six nutrients, um, natural fertilisers. It has nitrogen, sulphur, potassium, phosphorus, magnesium and calcium. So they're the six essential nutrients that it provides to the plant and soil. So we did a wee test and we had a courgette plant 
and then one um, plant that was grown from seed in the wall pot. And we planted them both side by side just to see the comparison. Mm. And the wall pot, once it was buried um, beside the, the plastic pot courgette, was double, actually double the size, and they were both the same size when they were planted. So we've had other gardeners reach out to say even the watermelons that have been grown in hothouses up in the North Island have mm. reached out to say it's amazing the amount of growth it has provided for their plants. So it's actually, we've got to compete with the plastic pot, unfortunately, for pricing and every other reason to replace the plastic pot, but really it's a lot more superior product um, in comparison. Yeah, well, you get what you pay for, don't you? And, uh, gee, we've all had those uh, piles, as Nadia described to you, of those plastic pots. And, uh, yes. you know, you're almost, like, they, they, they stack up very quickly and you, you, you kind of go, oh, you know, what do I do with these? And then out of sight, yes. out of mind, I suppose. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I imagine people will be um, reasonably happy to pay a uh, slightly higher price point than um, have, you know, stacks of these plastic pots everywhere. Yeah, so your plastic pot is recyclable, but it can only be recycled up to two to three times, and then it starts to deteriorate. Right. So once it starts to deteriorate, that's when you'll get the landfill, the microplastics even, when they're being washed to be recycled. So they are an environmentally unfriendly product. So if we can come up with... um, a solution for the 350 million pot, pot, plastic pots that are produced a year. I mean, not just for the wall um, fibre, but actually for the environment, it could be a game changer. Oh, absolutely. Cleaning up the industry. Yeah, for sure. And not to mention, uh, you know, it's another use for the wool clip from the nation, isn't it, I suppose? Absolutely. Um, and it's not just the literary part of the fleece, it's the oddment. So it's another use for the whole fleece. So we're, you know, it's a great use for not so valuable, um, well, next to nothing, so it's worth, but finding a purpose for it. So that's what the, the industry we need to look for is lots of ways of using the um, whole fleece, not just the actual main part of the fleece. And this is something that you've invested in for many years um, and uh, you've got a reasonably storied history in the wool game, Polly. Yes, so it, it's been a long, I mean, Exquisite Wall Traders started 17 years ago and within that we've gone, we've launched Natural Legacy Woolen Caskets and Ashurns as well and they've been offered in the funeral homes now for over 12 years. So, and they, I mean, they're a beautiful alternative to for families that are in a you know terrible stage of grief mm. and they offer a lot more comfort than the traditional caskets. Very tactile and um, yeah, we have lovely feedback from families that have um, been using them. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I have heard of those as well, so that's really cool. Um, and, of course, uh, exquisite wool traders. So uh, I think your, your family's kind of been in the wool business for, for quite a while, uh, even before you started trading independently. And, um, yeah. and, of course, blankets, as you mentioned earlier, uh, all these sorts of things as well. So uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in the wool world as far as you're concerned. Yes, it's a great um, – I mean, it's a – it was the backbone in New Zealand, the wool industry, and it would be nice to see the next generations coming through and seeing there is an industry there. Uh, yeah. Because 
a lot of the people in the industry are getting older, but it'd be nice to see some of these younger people coming through to see it as a career. Otherwise, we're going to lose it if we don't start looking at where it's going. Yeah, the the keep talking about uh, you know doing more work and uh, stuff within the the industry to uh, you know to I don't think it'll get back to the halcyon days. Who knows? But uh, at least mm-hmm. make it viable for farmers to at least share their right. sheep because at the that's moment right. it's yeah it's uh, it, it, that's not the case. Oh, it's a, um, a terrible state at the moment, and you know the sharing prices are exceeding the return on the clip. So mm. we really need to. Um, move fast if we're going to save a lot of these farms that are turning into forestry as well. Well, that's another spin-off of it. Yeah, uh, there's there's multiple angles you could explore uh, in terms of uh, you know the the cost of getting the wool clip. But um, the other part to your story as well is you, haven't you recently opened a, a retail store? Yes, so we've opened a, a, a wee shop in Yolthurst. It's been going really well people have really I mean a lot of positive feedback about all we love wool but um, it's been a long time in the process of trying to open a shop but with all the other products we've been doing you know a small business you're time poor always Mm. so luckily I've thought no everything at this shop needs to open for people to come and discuss also it's a really nice meeting point for people to come and talk about their feelings with the way wool is and that's been a real positive to see you know there is a lot of people wanting to support the industry and do things and I'm I mean with all that we're doing um, within the industry at the moment I'm still very open and I love hearing positive stories with people um, you know even farmers doing what trying to turn their own clips into products that's a real positive because the more people using it and trying to make products out of it, the more awareness we'll get out there in New Zealand, which will be a knock-on effect for, for all the wee businesses out there that are needing support to grow, because it's building awareness. Yeah, exactly, and that's the key, I think, is actually having an end use for the, for you know, for, for the for clip. The yeah, exactly, yeah. for the fibre, yeah, you're exactly right. So, in, in your store, you've obviously got the wool pots in there, among among the other things that uh, you, you produce? Yes, so we've got the wool bedding blankets. So these are, you know, actual big size bedding blankets, throws. We've got scarves, the wool pot, and knitwear as well. So we've got a really good selection of wool products at a one-stop shop. Yeah, um, and those blankets that you made with uh, the the Nadia's Royal Burn team there, that that's sort of like the they're supposed to represent the Central Otago landscape to some degree as well. Is that yes. yeah, yeah, that's right. So the latest um, one we've done for Royal Burn is kale. They've called it's actually a kale colour and barley. So it's a beautiful representation of their landscape. Um, Trendy colours too, probably yeah, at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, they are. So we've got another order coming for them um, in July, and that is a, some beautiful throws in those colours. And you know, no doubt, if people are listening and go, well, okay, let's have a look at some of these things. No doubt, you've got a website with all the products on them. Yes, so it's called Exquisite Wall Traders, and you'll be able to find out more about the caskets. Um, we've also just launched a blanket coat um, because if you look on the map at a lot of the coats 
you know, they're, they're a wall blend. Um, there are some 100% wool, but we thought we could go and get a nice, easy-to-wear, everyday blanket coat. So we thought we must start making them. So I have them made locally, um, and they've taken off. I they're bet really they have. Cozy. Yeah. So we've got um, the blanket coats, the scarves, and um, all the blankets are on the website under Exquisite Wall Traders. And then the Wallpot has its own website called thewallpot.com. Very good. So uh, you can check all those out, uh, listeners, thewoolpot.com and exquisitewooltraders.co.nz. Uh, yes, I've just had a look. I can see the uh, the coat there, and uh, I don't want to uh, tell my better half about that because um, <laughs> <laughs> she'll be uh, she'll be straight she'll in be to right get one, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> good stuff. Uh, Polly, lovely to have you on the show. I really do appreciate your time. I know you're very busy at the moment, but uh, it's a really good story, and uh, the Woolpot, just the continuation of what you've been doing uh, with wool uh, over the decade so really do appreciate it thank you thank you thanks for having me